Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. want to welcome you to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast and it's the first one of the year for me so super excited to get 2023 underway and today we have Shan Merchant. Shan is a dating and relationship coach. She's also an Imago couples therapist. Shan how are you today? Yeah I'm good I'm good super excited to be here Mark. Yeah it's going to be great you know I I do feel very privileged the fact that I get to meet awesome people like yourself we get to have a, an organic conversation, find out what you do, why you do it, and then for us to kind of just benefit from all your wisdom and 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 the thing that really makes you do what you do, which, you know, for me, I, I love it. I could talk for England. I'm sure that you could probably talk for Australia, right? Me too. New Zealand, actually. I'm from, oh, New, from Zealand. New Zealand. You're a yeah. Kiwi. I am, yeah, from, from New Zealand. Yeah, sorry, no, uh, no offence there. I guess that'd be like somebody saying I was Scottish. <laughs> I actually don't mind because my dad's Australian and my mum's a New Zealander. So okay. I get well, it all the time. That's a relief. That's a relief. Yeah. So Shan, I'm going to dive straight in with you today. Mm-hmm. How did you become like, or how do we become, should I say, like radically conscious about the quality of our relationships? You know, it's the, you know, you're working in dating, you're working in relationship coaching, you're working in couple therapy, but how do we become like radically conscious of the quality of our relationships how do we do that okay so I mean I think um a big thing is your self-awareness and so you know it really is like you can't be in a conscious relationship without having a really strong relationship with yourself and so it really starts with your inner relationship so when I'm able to be like self-reflecting and self-aware and I'm you know have that as a regular practice, then I'm able to have a really deep conscious relationship with someone else because I already have it with myself. You have to have this. It's like the foundation. And then also I think it's the desire, you know, like the desire and the passion to want to have this really deep, meaningful, beautiful relationship. Yeah. I think like intentionality is is so important. Like it's something that I really vibe with self-awareness for me is is one of the key fundamentals of what makes a human being uh, a human being uh, yeah. and I think our ability to know kind of what we need what we want and what we need to to work on it's interesting for me because I think there is there is definitely a sense that humanity needs to up level I, mm. I think this for some Shan I was going to ask you about about this because say somebody like myself I'm quite conscious and I am very self-aware and I know that everybody has like a baseline of of human behavior and I I tend to analyze everything so rather than me needing to kind of be more self-aware I'm probably at that level where almost I'm analyzing too much and actually sometimes that that hinders the process of uh, the quality of relationships because you you kind of pick up on everything Mm -hmm. Uh, and then and then sometimes that can you can internalize that and it actually becomes to your detriment. So what, what would be your kind of like walk through on, on a situation like that? 
Right. Okay. So are you talking about with someone else in terms of like someone that you're in a relationship with or that you're dating specifically? Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, um, I think firstly, learning how to communicate with each other is really, really important. And, you know, what we tend to do in relationship is we always make assumptions about the other person. And so really starting to, rather than, um, scrutinizing or being hyper vigilant for everything every way that they're showing up in relationship actually learn to cross the bridge and to see what life is like in their world do you know what I mean so we're actually instead of instead of having to be hyper hyper vigilant really get to understand that person at a really deep level so be curious you know be curious walk over the bridge learn to check out your assumptions so we learn to do that in you know um, when we have a, a conscious um, communication style and and then, um, you know, just focusing on building like that love and that connection and that warmth. So it just it just means your focus is on something else. So I'm not focusing on what they're doing or what might go wrong in the relationship. But I'm learning to, you know, understand them at a deep level and then, you know, bring the, the warmth and the joy and the connection in. Yeah, you said some really good, good things that. I think you know when you when you in a situation like a relationship because relationships can be the like the most triggering especially romantic ones because they are most like intimate and that yes. tends to be where things tend to get sparked both positively and you know more of a challenge um but wanting to understand and actually saying help me understand I think is a really great place to start isn't it yeah 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 you know, and you talk about curiosity and kind of wanting to show an, an interest. Um, I remember when I uh, was married, and uh, one of the probably the the helpful things of, of the marriage counselling Shan was was one thing that I that I took away, which was this phrase of entering into each other's world. You know, so I, I've always felt like I've been a, quite a good listener, but then. You know, there were times where I'd be quite dismissive if it was something that I didn't really have a passion or an interest in. And then when the therapist said to me, actually, when somebody talks to you about something that may not be uh, your passion, but they're talking to you about it, they want you to enter into their world. And that really helped, yeah. you know, in, in other relationships that I've had since and also like in friendships and in work situations, understanding the importance of giving space. Uh, mm -hmm. And being curious, I think you, mm -hmm. you really hit the nail on the head there. And I think what you're also speaking of as well is like, there's nothing more, nothing feels more amazing than someone really getting you and someone taking the time to listen to you. And that's something that we really need as children. We just need to be seen and heard and understood. And as adults, we still really, really need that. And if you're actually actively wanting to do that for your partner, them having the experience of being heard by you is so incredible. And actually them have, and on the flip side of that, them having the experience of being dismissed or, you know, having a partner that's not interested is one of the most hurtful things we can experience in relationship. Absolutely. Now you mentioned about self-awareness. How do we grow in that? I mean, I've got my own, my own thoughts, but I'd love to hear from you, somebody who really just hones in, hones in on that. Like, mm -hmm. how, how have you grown your self-awareness and, and maybe share a few things that can help uh, everybody like growing their self-awareness 
Well, I've actually had a lot of personal therapy. So part of my psychotherapy training is I had 12 years of weekly therapy. And I actually, I guess I had a passion to want to know myself. Like I really wanted to know what made me me. I wanted to understand my childhood. I wanted to understand the patterns that I got caught in in relationship. So I had a very strong desire to heal myself, actually. And um, I think that just in terms of, you know, if you're wanting to, increase your self-awareness it's actually again a lot comes down to intention so I want to understand more about myself I'm willing to look at the parts of myself that perhaps I don't like and you know like what maybe might how that might show up in relationship and you know to give you an example me and my partner actually the way that I got into couples therapy is that you know we had really really tough time in our relationship and even though I'd already trained as a therapist then and I was already self-aware I, I I have this like way of thinking like I really want to um, observe how I show up in the world I want to observe what what makes me contract what makes me expand what makes me act in particular ways and instead of coming in with judgment because when we judge ourselves we block our self-awareness it's around coming in with interest curiosity love do you know what I mean so we lovingly try to see okay so you know, I said that I did that, I contracted, I felt intimidated, you know, I then behaved in this particular way. So being really willing to explore that and being willing to see parts of yourself that you might not like. And so for example, for me, I used to, I could be very cold. And then that was a big thing for me, because I see myself as a warm and generous person, but actually, I can be cold sometimes in relationship and arguments. Shocking, can't believe you'd be cold. (laughs) <laughs> I can be, yeah. You're human after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love so that. I'm fascinated. I, you know, my fascination. I'm fascinated. But anyway, in, in a nutshell, I'd say just be willing to look at yourself. Be willing to be curious. Stay away from judgment. Be loving to yourself as well. Yeah. And, and, it, and is it, for you, is it something that you take pen and paper and kind of journal and write down? Or is it just a, like a a mental conversation that you have with yourself? Do you take yourself to a certain place uh, to do that? Or is it just, how is it for you? How do you do that? Do you know, this is such a good question because I tell my clients to journal and I do journal sometimes, but actually what I do is I reflect and I tend to I, I tend to um, find a place of stillness so I might like go and sit downstairs in the morning and before my kids get up and I'll drink tea I'll light the fire and I'll just chill out and I'll and I'll reflect on things so I actually I have the space in my life I create pockets of time in my day to reflect and I also love being in nature and so I'll go out and I'll calibrate into the forest you know to the energy of the forest and then I just reflect on my life so I, I provide that time and again that comes down to my intention so I want to really show up I really want to live my potential and for me that is all around how I show up in relationships yeah that's that's really good I was going to say to you you know like you were saying that you were having like relationship challenge with with your partner and it kind of led you to kind of where you are now I think sometimes when you're a therapist or a coach or a psychologist or or one of those kind of ed- educational teaching kind of types, I think it's very common that a partner says, you know, don't talk to me like a therapist or, oh. or, or your coach, right? What what what's your what's your thoughts around that? Like, how do you navigate that? 
you know, it is so funny that you asked me that because that was one of the triggers for our arguments because when we were probably at the worst stage of our relationship when we were deep in our power struggle so there was a lot of conflict and fire between us and coldness and disconnection and then I would talk to my partner and she would find it contemptuous actually and she'd be like do not therapize me do not talk to me like that and actually that then I was just like oh my god we just we just cannot talk to each other like everything I say is experienced as a criticism we were just in that real gridlock and so I went hunting for the best couples therapy method that there was and I found a Margot and even when I said to my partner I want to I want I want us to start this couples therapy um she she was like no you just want to do that because you just want to learn you're just being a therapist, you know what I mean? And so it was a really big defense for her, actually. And we laugh about it now that, you know, so it's a very real thing that happens. And, you know, when you're in a relationship with a therapist. Yeah. And actually two therapists, I've had friends that are both psychotherapists and they also talk about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, there definitely needs to be some uh, content now, or maybe a book written for for so-called uh, therapists, psychologists and all, and all that jazz. Uh, absolutely. I wanted to also ask you about, especially those that are maybe single and, and looking for a life partner. And um, I know that people often, you know, have a list and they and they have like a vision board of, of the partner that they want. And I, I'm always saying to people, you know, actually, it's about you working on you and who do you need to be in order to attract and manifest the sort of partner that you want. So what responsibility, Shan, do we have to prepare ourselves for finding our life partner? What What are some of the key things that you feel that people really need to take ownership for in order for them to put themselves in a position where they are attracting that high level of partner that they may see? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, one of the first things I would say would be commit to love. So commit to keeping your heart open to love. And this can be challenging, actually, because when you're single, you know, you're on dating apps, you're experiencing rejection. And what people want to do is they want to, they want to, um, they don't want to, they don't want to um, feel the pain, actually, they don't, they stop, they give up. And so it's around, you know, commit to love and commit to keeping your heart open and do not make up stories around the fact that, you know, love is never going to, so easy, it's more comfortable for us to snap shut and fall into negative stories rather than to soothe yourself to remember your commitment to love to trust that the person that I really long to meet is out there and is wanting to meet me so it's like really holding that trust holding that faith having my self-value in terms of like I believe that what I desire in life I can have this is important to me I'm fully committed to this I'm gonna take the action that is required to to go out and find that person and so you know that's like one of the number one things that I say as a um, love and dating coach because I see so many women giving up too early they fall at the first hurdle we've got we've got to keep on going um, um, again going back to self-awareness really understanding your past and how that has impacted you in terms of the types of people that you're attracted to I'm aware I'm talking about women here actually but this applies to women and men but I'm just speaking about women because I, I specifically work with women um, and we've also got to understand that there's no coincidence um, who we are attracted to because that's you know in Imago we have this concept of the Imago which is basically an internalized self-image so we have this image within us from childhood of familiar love and mm -hmm. it's made up of 
you know, often the more powerful um, components of that are, you know, the traits of our parents that um, hurt us, you know, so the love that we didn't get. And so it's unfinished business for us in adulthood is that we are attracted to someone because we're trying to heal that unhealed part of ourselves. And so really understanding your past, doing some healing there, but also really, really understanding that, you know, the container of a relationship, when you get into a relationship, you can do really, really deep healing there. And so, um, you know, just don't be afraid, you know, I guess, like just, you know, do your inner work and trust that, you know, what you desire in life you can have and keep on, keep on going. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but anyway, that was what I felt inspired to share. Yeah, I mean, re- resilience, absolutely. You know, when I have yeah. been on dating apps myself, it, it it is actually, it's probably one of the, the most like difficult because I'm the sort of guy I do what I love and I do what I'm good at and I stay within that right so when you put yourself on like a dating app like you're being scrutinized and judged purely by uh mainly I would say by visual because you know people typically uh, are judging whether you're you're worth knowing and dating by the way that you look so yeah so you know like you put yourself out there and it's like who who should you know, who are you to decide whether, you know, I'm worth knowing or, or worth uh, having a date with? And yet we're, we're all putting ourselves in that. And then, you know, it does it does stir up like a lot of difficulty because it's like, you know, I don't expect everybody, every woman to think that I'm sexy and hot and attractive. Right. Because because nobody is. There's always going to be somebody who, who doesn't do it for somebody else. But it, it does bring up that whole like self-worth, self-talk that you talked about, you know, especially you yeah. know, as a child where we all, all have a narrative and an upbringing and an attachment uh, and how that how that plays out. Like, so I can understand the resilience part. It is it is actually really tough to keep presenting yourself. But I loved when you said, you know, believe that the person who's out there for you does want to meet you. I love that having that kind of narrative and telling yourself that story, I think, is really important. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Why do you believe that a loving relationship can like really transform our lives? I know you've talked about it before in, in other blogs and in other content that you've created. Like, what is it about a loving relationship that you really believe can have such a massive impact on our on our everyday? Because I just think, I just see it as the foundation for a, for everything. It's like the platform, everything flows from this in your whole life. You know, you can use, you can, your um, romantic relationship can nourish you in such a deep way, you know, in terms of energy, you know, energy, confidence, unconditional love, safety, having someone as your cheerleader and, and like, and and like having that as your base like it just flows it radiates radiates out across your entire life and the thing as well that is really really important to me is if you have children your children grow up in the space between you and so being able to not only model this experience of an amazing relationship for your children and then the fact that they grow they also grow up in the space between you and they get to experience that it just you know, love is love for me is just the base of everything. It's it's the most expansive energy there is. It's just I just think it's the source of you know all your power, and uh, yeah. So I'm I feel really really strongly about that. And and this is the type of relationship that 
you know, I'm building, have built with my partner. So I have, you know, I'm, I really embody my work. I'm not one of these therapists that doesn't do the work. Like I, I, I love it daily. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's so important that we have integrity and actually live out of what we're, what we're sharing yeah. with, with others. Yeah. You know, cause there's a lot out there that are portraying one thing then behind closed doors, you know, are not, and actually I try to hold myself accountable to the things that I put that put out there and making sure that I'm, I'm living within that, you know, as well. But I, I agree that love is, is the highest form of, of energy. Mm. Um, and yeah, it can be discouraging, you know, and as much as I love independence and I love like self love and, you know, it's interesting because some people are like, they're so dismissive of having a partner because they've been hurt and they think that they're winning because they they can do it on their own uh and yet for me i'm i'm more like you in the sense of you know i know that i can do well on my own but i know i can do even better with the right partner and the key is is the right partner and I, and i and i think that we have to fight for that don't mm-hmm. we we have to fight for for love sometimes we can't just play it safe yeah I don't know if I'd use the word fight, but I would say maybe stretch out of our comfort zone if perhaps I've contracted and I've closed off from having that in my life. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, what you say totally makes sense. And actually one other point that I wanted to make as well is like just in terms of having a spiritual view on love, I see part of our, part of the reason we're here as humans on the, you know on earth actually is to get the experience of love it's it's so uniquely human you know who we are as humans is really our emotions you know and so actually to be able to experience love to give love and to receive love i just think that's just such a powerful potent thing that we get this amazing opportunity to do yeah you're right it is it's a it's a great opportunity uh, to to go deep with self and and to create something that is far bigger mm-hmm. than, than what we can do on our own. Why why do you identify that our personal struggles are often our greatest source of personal growth? You know, and whether we're single or a couple, why is why is why is it that you're identifying that our personal struggles really are our greatest source of ability mm-hmm. to grow? Because it's, it's the doorway, you know, it's the doorway in to show you where you need to do the work, basically. And so it's like, you know, if you are single and let's say you keep um, being, you know, experiencing rejection relationships and you keep um, chasing unavailable men, for example, let's say you're a woman and you're chasing unavailable men. And so that, you know, that that struggle of like, oh, my God, this pattern just keeps repeating over and over again in my relationship. Why is this happening? That That is the doorway into the healing. Do you know what I mean? Because we're we're attracted to people because we are attempting to finish childhood. We have these unintegrated, unhealed bits within us. And it's that part of us, that wounded part of us that is attracting us, you know, is specifically why we're attracted to that particular person. And so we're either unconscious in that and then it just blows apart and we're wounded and it ends and we continue the pattern. We make it conscious and we go, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to narrow in and do that inner work. And in terms of couples work, you know, what happens is, you know, we um, get into a relationship with someone, we've been in a relationship for six months, two years, and then we enter the power struggle stage. And again, the power struggle stage is just 
our childhood needs to be loved, heard, understood, feel important, be a priority, whatever our individual wounding is. And that is what is at the base of all of the struggles and relationships. So again, it's the doorway in to the work that you need to do. And, and again, you know, we do the work and we go out of the power struggle into growth. So it's that's where it's our greatest growth and potential. It's just so um, amazing when you understand this and you, you know, like really, really get that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the way that we we set our mind up is so important that we either we either achieve and, and experience something beautiful because there's a flow, or or there's tension and and there's a bit of a struggle in order for us to be able to evolve or understand or heal uh, a part of ourselves that actually when we come out the other end we're gonna be a more more sharp and more clear and have more clarity in terms of who we are because uh, of of that struggle. Mm. And also, I just want to say, like, you know, it feels so amazing to have had this experience as a child where maybe you felt deeply criticized or not a priority or unloved and to actually expect to have the same treatment from your partner and actually get that you create that in your relationship. But then when you bring your awareness into it, you both work on your relationship to then experience what you never got as a child just feels so incredible and then that just really opens you up as a person and then it really like um you know creates this really beautiful strong relationship where you're actually the you know you're you're it's a source of energy for you and it's just it's really feels incredible like way more powerful than um individual therapy i've i mean i'm talking about my own personal experience Mm. here yeah now you've got a new book coming out called "From Power Struggle to Power Couple." Yes. Um, what What is the essence uh, of of this book, Shannon? And and really, why does the world need to read it? Mm-hmm. So the essence of the book is actually to um, firstly help people identify that they are in the power struggle, and actually a lot of couples are in there, but unconsciously, and so they could stay because it's actually the middle stage of relationship, and so this is based on a Margot relationship therapy which was developed by Harville Hendricks and Helen Lakini Hunt. And um, so basically the, the power struggle is in between the honeymoon stage, which is the first stage of relationship and real love. And so many, many couples get stuck in this from 18 months to 50 years plus. And so the book is firstly to realize if you help couples realize if you are stuck struggling in your relationship, then actually you're probably in the power struggle. This is the unconscious phase of relationship And actually, if you do some work, you know, here and bring your consciousness into it and change the way you show up in a relationship, you can actually create this this relationship that I'm talking about. You know, the foundation of your life, the unconditional love, safety, energy, confidence, it radiates out everywhere. And so the the purpose of the book is to help couples realize where they are in their relationship and to encourage them if they're there to go and, you know, try some couples therapy. And also it, it also talks about lots of things you know to bring some really healthy um way you know some healthy ways of relating to each other so it you know it's just a really powerful book i think i'm really really excited about it yeah you you touched on about how uh, about the unconscious like i think you said 18 months in that that people don't don't realize and, and that's identified uh, as the power struggle yeah. uh, how, how do we go then from unconscious to conscious like like without sharing the whole of the book, but how, how do we actually, if we're unaware, 
then how mm-hmm. do we become aware? Okay, so, um, you know, firstly, it becomes by realizing, okay, so where I'm at in my relationship is the power struggle. So actually, all of these things that have been happening in our relationship, like the criticizing, the conflict, the lack of connection, the affair, like whatever has happened in, in that relationship is actually because we're in a power struggle. And so just actually understanding where you are helps give a little bit of an opening for you then to go, okay, so this is where I am. How do I get out of that? And so, you know, we can, um, firstly, it's by intention, you know, so we we move out of unconsciousness by first having clarity where I am right now, because that's really, really powerful rather than feeling powerless actually and not knowing how to help myself. And then understanding there's a clear route out of that in terms of like really starting to learn different types of relationship skills, how I show up in relationships, stopping negativity, becoming this, learning how to become the safest partner for each other. So I learn how to talk to my partner so that they can actually hear me instead of constant misunderstandings. Mm. And so we start to do the work. That's what we do. We commit. So it's the clarity where I am, the commitment. Hey, I want to, I want to show up differently. And then we start to do the work that takes you over the bridge into real love. Yeah. And with it being Valentine's Day uh, very soon, what would be the best thing that we can do for our partner or for ourselves if, if we're not currently in a relationship? If you're not currently in a relationship? Um, so I would think about how how you want next year to look. You know, um, think about how you want to feel next year in terms of like um, visualizing, you know, that actually love is going to come, love is coming. So really starting to set your intention, how you want this next year to look, how you want to feel with the person that you're going to meet and actually to uh, make sure that you're taking enough action, you know, to taking the opportunities to actually meet that person um, that's out there also looking for you. So get inspired. That's what I would say. Yeah, so inspired, visualize, have the intention. Yeah. Um and then and then if you are if you are in a relationship, what do you feel is like maybe one thing that's gonna be best that we can do for our partner? Start to appreciate them because uh that's one of the things that goes in a relationship is we forget to appreciate the little things that our partner does for us and really, you know even just like having a small action like that, where I start to appreciate the little things that my partner does starts to bring back the warmth into the relationship, you know, because so often what we do is we might be frustrated, you know, about the relationship. And so we just look at the, we call it the black spot, like the things in the relationship that aren't working. So really starting to appreciate the little things that my partner does and do some things to start to bring back the joy and fun into your relationship. Because again, when couples are a bit, you know, um, struggling, that that all goes. And read my book, that's what I would say. Great, great Valentine's Day present. How do people uh, order your book and how do people find out more about you, Sean? Okay, so the best place to find out about me is my website, which is shanmerchant.com. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn and um, you can get my book off my website at the moment and also social media. Beautiful. Thank you for joining me today, Sean. It's been really good just to be able to talk about love and relationships and the importance of being conscious and self-aware and and having that ability to kind of sit with self and, and work your relationships out through having a greater sense of self. Uh, it's been really rich and really enjoyed it. Thank you. Right. Yeah, super fun. Super fun to talk with you today. 
Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.